0: Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www.fathershouseportland.org. obviously, I'm not going to be speaking a traditional message, uh, especially even, I didn't even think I was going to when I was putting this together. Um, So just close your eyes right now. I know we've been in the posture, but I, I just feel the anointing so strong right now. And Lord, we just stay in this posture of waiting on you and receiving what you have. Lord, this is your house. This is the Father's house. And in this house, you get the glory. You get the say so. You get the honor. And we wait on you. So even through this this couple minutes that I'm going to speak, God, I just ask that your voice, that the trumpets would resound the word of the Lord, that our hearts would burn within us, That we would see you as you are. We would know you in a deeper way. And we would leave transfigured. So we just say more of you, God. More of you. In your name. Amen. Okay. So right to it now. All serious voice. And the glasses. Do I look smarter? I think I do. (laughs) I need them to read. I'm sorry. It just happens. Okay. So this, I was going to talk about this year, what I feel the Lord's saying over our house this year. And when Ty and I, when Ty and I uh, spoke, uh, was it last week? It feels like, it feels like a year ago. (laughs) Two weeks ago, we talked about some things that we were feeling really strongly, and I mentioned a couple of things, and I kind of started started preaching to y'all, uh, because it's flowing out of me right now. I've, I've I've been feasting on the Lord in this for a while, but the Lord said to me that 2023 for this house, his name to us is Jehovah's Sit Canoe, yes. the Lord our Righteousness. And, you know, out of all the names of God, you know, as, as far as we understand in the Bible, there's like 365 known names of God. That's known names of God. And we know there's probably a ton more unknown that haven't been spoken that he wants to demonstrate to us. Yeah. But out of all of the known names, this is the one he has highlighted to me for this year and beyond. I I don't think it's a one, it's a, it's a one stop shop. Obviously when, when God says like, you know, I want to be this for you, he, he doesn't ever stop being that for you when he's that for you, right? It just continues to expand and, and your understanding expands as you get to know him. And so, the Lord, our righteousness, what does that mean? And we're going to read together. I'm I'm just going to have just, uh, you guys, we're just going to do Jeremiah 23. We're going to go to Jeremiah 23, uh, verses 5 to 6. And um, this is a prophecy about the Messiah. And we're kind of picking up in the middle, or the the very beginning, actually, probably. Um, but it says, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he will reign as king and act wisely and do justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely. And this is his name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteousness, that is Jehovah's sick canoe. People are like what? Where do you get that? That's just the name that they titled it. It's it's not "Sit canoe. Isn't the exact word righteousness? Only it's like it's actually greater than one word. It's the expression of his virtue, of his character and nature, and his righteous acts, his righteous judgment. So I want to read this to you, so you understand. I'm going to do a one minute teachery thing for y'all. Okay, one minute teachery thing. So teachery, that is like fastly. It's new, and I expect t-shirts in the mail. Teachery is good word, okay? Y'all, just get up. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. All right, here we go. We're gonna do it fastly for Ty. There we go, see, we're good. Okay, ready? This is what righteousness means. It's actually from the root word sedic. I don't think I said it right, but I think I may said it right. I don't know. Anyways, pretty close. OK, Firstly, righteousness means justice and righteousness. And guess what? Righteousness. OK? It means what is right or just or normal. Righteousness, justiceness in the sense of weights and measures and balances righteousness and justice in government Uh, judges rulers and kings righteousness in law the davidic king the messiah of righteousness righteousness of jerusalem as the seat of god where he dwells righteousness as god's actual attribute righteousness and justice in case and cause righteousness and justice in speech Righteousness and justice in ethics, meaning ethically right and correct. Righteousness in vindication. Righteousness in justification in the midst of controversy. Righteousness in deliverance, victory, and prosperity. Righteousness of God as covenant keeping in redemption. Righteousness in the name of the messianic king. Yahweh, righteousness of people who enjoy God's salvation, and righteousness of King Cyrus, which is mentioned in Isaiah. That is, that is a small taste of an iceberg of understanding. Yeah. When we think of righteousness, oftentimes we limit it to, well, Jesus made a way for right standing for us with God, right? His righteousness, his blood, caused us to be right. In alignment with God, so we can become sons and daughters of God. Does that make sense? But righteousness is so much more. And I want to tell you why the understanding or the the covenant of righteousness as his people, our understanding of that, is necessary in this hour because God's justice is derived from his righteousness. And if we don't understand what is righteousness, not just in standing, but in action and in virtue and in, um, in governmental understanding as far as authority, power, dominion, and jurisdiction, we can never operate in the power of sons, uh, sons and daughters of God that we are meant to operate as the ecclesia on the earth. When he's talking about his righteousness, first it comes from the understanding of him as the righteous king. As majesty, honor, dominion, power, strength, blessing, all the things that we see in Revelation that are attributed to him in the throne room, as those things are lifted up, his righteousness is actually released. The virtue, the power comes out of the throne of God into you and me so that it can be dispersed on the earth. So what happened today, this is what's so great. See, the Lord loves me. Just want you to know, I'm his favorite. Oh, pride comes before the fall. Nice one, Sam. Well, I'm his favorite right now. No, you can be his favorite too. You are his favorite too. But... We had a whole bunch of stuff going on, and I have a lot of this that I've been ruminating on, and I didn't have exactly a ton of time to put together a message. So the Lord had, I asked him, "Will you just show yourself as your name? And what happened today is a demonstration of the Lord, our righteousness. When we were worshiping, it was all centered on Jesus. It was all centered on majesty, his glory, him as the rightful king. And if you notice, if you were paying attention, I just category these I I just it just happens. I don't know. I don't plan, I don't look at it and go, oh that 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 this is how I'm wired. We entered into the throne room and there was just ah Out of that comes adoration. (sighs) Waves of love. As we start to experience the government of the throne room of God, his king, his righteousness settling on us, transformation started to happen. The things that had been sitting on you, gone. The things that had been weighing on you, gone. Why? Because his kingdom was coming on us and being birthed in us. In those moments so then what rises up on the inside of you is adoration love there's nothing but you God you're holy you're worthy yours is the glory there's an understanding that without him we are not righteous without him there's nothing There's a humility that happens, a humbling of ourselves, something as we enter into that place of adoration. Then all of a sudden, we come to attention as we realize who the king is in the moment. And then that burst of, yeah, we know who our God is starts to rise. That's why they say joyful shouts are in the tent or the camp of the righteous. Why? Why can joy be in the righteous? Because it's not about us. It's about him. It's about his righteousness. It's about the Lord, our righteousness. He makes it so we can stand before him. He makes it so he can demonstrate through us his power. But without his righteousness and without us in alignment, the power can't go through us into the earth. I'm feeling the anointing. This year, for this house, is about royalty. Not our royalty. His. Yes, we're sons in God. Yes, we're daughters of God. Yes, we're kings and priests before him. But we do not have our own authority. It is delegated by the king of glory. Amen. And unless we know who the son of righteousness is, who rises with healing in his wings, healing cannot be released because we have not aligned with him. And it is time for the demonstration of the power of God in the earth. Not a bride that can't demonstrate the power of their king, but a bride that occupies, a bride that advances, and a bride that wields the word of the Lord, seeing things move out of the way as the demonstration of the king of glory is come. And if we are going to demonstrate his glory, we need to be in his righteousness and under his rule and lordship. The foundation of his throne is righteousness and then justice. And I want you to see this. Righteousness. Justice. It's a right angle. The justice comes out of his righteousness. We love the word in the world justice social justice warriors justice 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 but it's man's justice that takes from one to give to another and it's never reconciled but see Jesus Christ the messiah came to reconcile everything into the father and his justice comes directly from his righteousness it's perfect it has no flesh Attached to it. And for us, and I'm speaking to the bride of Christ as well, but I'm speaking to our house. This costs you and me. It costs us our rights. We've talked about our rights of, you know, that's, I'm entitled to that. I want that. That's my crown. That actually, that's my seat. And if you're in my seat, you can leave that's my parking spot. I'm entitled to that. All that stuff. Pfft. There's no elitism in Christ. No elitism in Christ. Let me enunciate for the front row. No elitism in Christ. We good? We good? Okay. Yeah. They all like to. We, they, they all keep us on our toes. You know. Okay, yeah, you did. You got displaced. So, uh, no, I'm going kidding. No, you got, a, you got an upgrade. What are you talking about? Um, okay. And that's the other thing. We have to get rid of our preferences. God is going to challenge your box of preferences. Do they do it how you want them to do it? Do they, do, they, do they laugh the way you laugh? If they don't laugh the way you laugh, then they're not your tribe. You know what I'm saying. I like, I, what's the Danny Silk says? I like the you, the me I see in you. Yeah. I like the me I see in you. <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening right now. That ain't happening because in order to recognize the signature of the Lord and in a new wineskin when God is doing a new thing, we have to be able to let go of the boxes of preference and look to see where he's moving. Today's an example of that. We have a preference of an agenda. We have a preference of an order of service. We all want to be out at 1230. I see it's 1222. We have a preference. We have a way we like to do things. Um, how many of you are a person that if you tell, I'm the person that if you if you say to somebody, I'd like it to look this way, and you tell them what to do, and it looks totally opposite, and they didn't do anything, you want to get in there and do it yourself. Yeah, that can't happen in the kingdom. No more. God is saying, hands off, let me build my church. Let me build the way I want to build. I want you to do. be my hands. Let me work through your hands not let you work through your hands and say, thank you, God, which is what we do. Just challenging us. It's the Lord, our righteousness. The other point I want to make is, when we talk about the armor of God, we have all these weapons, and one of them is this breastplate of righteousness. And what I've, I always have envisioned when I see that is this, this breastplate with the line of Judah on its, on its front. And I envision walking around and that thing just roaring. It's like, it's like Jesus inside is just to you, to you. I don't have to do anything. I just show up with my breastplate of righteousness and it's like to you. Oh, there we go. So there you go. Ty did that. Good job, honey. Babe. Way to be prophetic. But the lion is roaring through us all the time. However, most of the time we shut it up. And God is saying, let the lion roar, his roar, not our roar. Righteousness speaks. Righteousness stands. But it doesn't stand on self, and it doesn't stand on our own preference. It stands on Christ. It comes from him. And the other part that I want to say is the breastplate of righteousness is your protection Because when the line of Judah is the first thing, all the stuff attacks, you're in the Psalm 91 protection of the king. And you have to see that the breastplate of righteousness is part of your protection as a son and daughter of God. And if we don't understand who he is as the king of righteousness, this doesn't mean anything. When there's an emblem on your shield, it means your sword belongs to a king. When there's, a, when there's a standard written on your heart, which there is in every person in here, his name is written on your heart, his name is written on your mind, there is a standard that is released through you. It's the king's standard. There is an allegiance to what he 's doing in the earth. No longer there is an allegiance to yourself. No longer is there allegiance to the world around you, but it is what God is asking you to do and it requires obedience. It requires faith because you will be asked to do things that you cannot do of yourself. And it's important to understand that we can't do them of ourselves because God wants us to do them with him through his power, through his might, through his spirit. And we cannot do that if we are not aligned with the king of righteousness. Five minutes. Righteousness and justice, this is Psalms 84, are the foundation of your throne. The rest of that is loving kindness and truth go before you. Everything in the kingdom, I think this is amazing to me, comes from him. Everything we have, everything we are, comes from Christ. Comes from him. Goes to him as we lay our lives down before him and take up his cross, take up his mandate, Isaiah 40, to preach the good news, to bring freedom to the captives, all the things that Jesus was, we are called to be in this world. As we begin to do that, more of him leaks out. And then it's for him. Everything is for him, that he would get his full reward. How many of us have died on a cross lately for the world? Every day we should be dying to the world so that we become alive to Christ so that we can give the life to the world that it needs. And when the lion roars from your mouth, because it's not about my mouth, just my mouth, or Ty's mouth, or a leader's mouth. You are a son. You are a daughter of God. You have allegiance to the Most High, and you have ears to hear. And the Lord released in our leadership weekend, I'm going to release this to you, is the atmospheric pressure is changing over your life right now. Amen. And the Lion of Judah is breathing on your heart. He's breathing on your ears. He's popping them into alignment with his atmosphere so that you can hear clearly, so that you can do what God is saying. It's not about us, just the leaders doing. It's about every person in the body hearing and obeying the word of the Lord. The Lord, our righteousness, this is collective for a nation. This is collective for a house, our house. This is collective for a region. We're going to see it happen in Portland. The Lord, our righteousness become the standard because there is a people willing to carry that banner in the earth. And now I have to land the plane. I'm doing good. You should be really proud. Very fastly. But the one last thing is, I I have a lot of other things that I feel for this year, and there'll probably be another message another time. But I'm going to say this. The power of God right now is wanting to be demonstrated. God is wanting to demonstrate his power. Everybody asks, why is there a powerless church? There's many reasons why. But one of the primary reasons is because we don't believe he is the true king. We don't believe his blood is enough and we haven't aligned ourselves with his rule and reign in our own life. So how do we think we can demonstrate it to a world around us? So we're in this place right now. Yes, it sounds serious. Yes, I have my glasses and I'm talking with my glasses at y'all like some old person. <laughs> I love you all old people, but I am doing it. <laughs> it's better than a finger. I could just be doing that, but I'm doing it to me too. We have personal responsibility yeah. to have the lordship of Christ in our life. But he wants to demonstrate, he wants to demonstrate his power more than we want to see him demonstrate it. He's waiting for the righteousness of Christ to come into us so his power can be purely demonstrated through us. The mixture of the world cannot hold us anymore if we line with the King of glory. Amen. And I want to just say this really quick and here it is. This year the Lord is putting how do I say this, God? Okay. This year God is wanting to bring super flow flood stage glory to the earth. Yeah. Through this house. And he said to me there are two types of forces. The first force is a gushing He wants to gush his glory, his character, his nature, his who he is through us. The gushing is a force that pushes upward. It pushes upward in large volume and it it makes things that have been confined explode. Like if you think of like a geyser, if it's been covered or oil when it's first found, it like that, right? And it breaks the things that have confined it. God is bringing his glory to a place of forceful, sudden release. Also, he wants to move in a way that's called rushing, like a river. He wants to rush with his glory. It's a force that is moving, acting, progressing with speed. It's violent in order to move forward in attack and onslaught. And God is saying, if you will align with me as your righteousness, if you will come and surrender to me in this place where you allow me to transform you and align you to my glory, my desires, my lordship, my kingship, I'm going to come so forcefully in your life. I'm going to explode up out of the innermost being that you have, and I'm going to demonstrate my glory and my power to the world around you. And I'm going to push you so violently forward that you're going to accelerate into everything That I've called you to be. He's saying that over us individually, and he's saying that over us as a house. It's time to allow the super flow flood stage of God to move. And the only way that happens is through what Kathy said the purity and the righteousness of Christ ruling and reigning in our hearts. It's what God wants to do. He said it will be a challenge. Why will it be a challenge? Because when the river runs at flood stage, you cannot see the banks. If you don't know who God is, if you don't have a plumb line, you can easily be taken out by the current. Also, you can easily become familiar with what he's doing and then call holy things common and find yourself in a place where you are not in Christ. And we don't want to be a house that entertains either of those. So I want us to stand because we're just, I don't know, I feel like it's a little like an abrupt landing. However, it's it's just a consecrating moment. We want to consecrate to the Lord for this year. That it's not just a one-off that I'm preaching, oh, the Lord, our righteousness, and we go home, and we're like, oh, the Lord, our righteousness today, and we forget who he is tomorrow. God wants to visit you this year to put in you foundations that will affect the next generation. That you were to increase and multiply. And it first starts with the plumb line of his righteousness. You are to become administers of his justice. But that won't happen until the righteousness of God Takes hold and becomes our foundation. So, once you to put your hands out, actually, you know what? Let's try. Uh, actually, I'm going to ask everybody to come forward. I'm not going to do that. Come forward, everybody. Come forward to the altar. We're just going to do it this way as a family. I'm just only but I want everybody to come forward. Why? Why are we doing this way? Because I don't want it to be like we've done it in the old days. We're getting out of our seats. We're coming forward. If you're visiting, this is for you too. God had you here at this appointed time in this moment. I want you just to put your hands up. And we're going to say this together. Because I want us to feel this as a house. Can you feel us as a house? Okay, everybody connected. Not one person left out. And the people that didn't come, that's okay. We just extend it to you back there. I want you to repeat after me. Lord, Lord. Lord. We, covenant we covenant with you to know you, to know you. As, our as our righteousness, to seek you to seek. with our whole hearts. Our whole heart. We will not seek half-heartedly. We will not seek but we, but we will jump in with everything in us, everything in us. our mind, our, our will, our emotions, our, emotions, our bodies. Our bodies. Everything, belongs everything belongs to you. We say, God, come as our righteousness. Clothe us, empower us. Clothe us, flow through us in a fresh way. We surrender everything to you. And Lord, we will give you all the honor, all the glory, and we will not hold anything for ourselves. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you for what you've done in this house today. Thank you that you have demonstrated yourself as our righteousness, and it's just the beginning. Lord, you're taking us into places where only the light of your righteousness will be able to cause us to stand so that we can bring light in the darkness, so that we can free the captives, so that we can decree that it is the favorable year of the Lord. And so God, we thank you for empowering our house in this season and covering us with your righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www.fathershouseportland.org.